0: Forever Canon, podcast where we talk about the culmination of Legacy of the Force, nine book series across 2006 to 2008, the final four chapters of book nine, Invincible. Yes. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week, we made it (laughs) looks (laughs) like we made it because we actually did it (laughs) yeah we we did a whole series we sat down a year 15 and a half months ago and said oh podcasts are cool i listen to podcasts to talk about books wouldn't it be sweet if we just did a podcast about our favorite star wars books and then we fucking did it
1: We, we made it through the whole series.
0: Nobody's listening, but we did it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's for us. <laughs> we did it. We made it all the way through all nine books. And today we're going to wrap up the last book of Legacy of the Forest, our, our favorite book series from Star Wars. Yeah. I'm not speaking out of turn. I know you like, I also like the Darth Bane books, and I know you like the Han Solo books, but as far as I'm concerned, you can't beat this shit. No, this is a good one. I don't First,
1: know. Oh. I, I might like the next one. I might like the next one. I haven't read those ones yet. That's true,
0: but we'll get there later. Yeah. First, bum bum bum. Previously, on Forever Canon, Kydus halfway heals Mertagev with science. The sword becomes a bloody tracking device. Jaina jumps into the Anakin via Stealth X crash hole, and Kydus bursts Tahiri's flow walking solo kissin bubble. <laughs> That was last week. And all of that matters a lot. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) This week. And every week, I was joking all the way along. You guys didn't even know it. I tricked you all. We start with chapter 17. And like every chapter in this book, incongruously starts with a joke. What do you call sleet storms on Hoth? Summer! Jason Solo, age 15. Get it? Get it? It's colder. Yep. All right, one out of 10. And I'm going to start the book. Start the book. I'm going to start the podcast off by reading directly from the book again. Because Jaina is an idiot and terrible at stealth infiltration. If she expected to have any chance of killing her brother, she had to find Kytus before he found her. And he had half the security teams on the Anakin Solo already searching for her. Well... Yep, because you said, get ready, here I come, you goddamn dummy. Yep. What? I was so, I was mad when it happened. I thought that was so stupid, and it is. Just going to move on from that. That was so, that was like a Bond villain move that she did, Mm -hmm. where she should die, because she fucking made the fatal flaw of giving herself away before she's dead. Here I come, Jason, she says to him through the force, and then here she comes. Give him the whole plan, and then it's like, I'm coming to get you. Okay. Why? Why'd you do that? All right. Anyways, bad spy. Bad, bad spy. She also starts this chapter off with some sort of ha-ha. I almost bit my lip and tongue there. Some sort of ha-ha buddy cop routine with this G-A-G chick. (laughs) Trying to figure out if that's possible. It is. She's got a She's got a hostage, a gag hostage. She switched clothes with, and they're like joking with each other. Yeah. Don't need that. Chuckle time feels very out of place right now. I don't want to laugh here. I'm not trying to laugh here. Don't like it. Don't like this whole hostage thing at all. It's kind of a little bit clumsy. Yeah. Or or, or just seems like superficial it seems empty
1: i don't know. maybe you just wanted her to be super sneaky and get around everybody well, rather than i mean
0: it, it makes sense too because like what are you gonna do run down the fucking hallways looking like jaina solo mm. no i mean she captures a gag guard and she swaps clothes now that's a pilot for the alliance and i'm i mean for the rebels <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the for the jedi the, yeah and and now i'm gag i'm a Good guy. Anyways, the buddy hostage reveals to Jaina that Myrta Gev is alive and Kidus is personally interrogating her. Cue Jaina's guilt over leaving Myrta behind. Wounded comrade and such. Not very Mandalorian type of thing to do. And she decides, I'm going to go rescue her. I will divert from my mission that is the thing I've been training for all this time that everyone has been saying is the most important thing to do. And all of the missions that she's ever been on have been purposely pointed out to us that her objective is the most important objective. Everybody else should sacrifice what they're doing, but she's going to go the wrong way down the hallway to go check on her Mandalorian friend that she feels bad about leaving behind when it's time to go kill her brother and stop the war. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Get her after. Yeah.
1: Duh. I, I don't know. What
0: are you going to do? What are you going to do? Anyways, turns out it's really hard to rescue her because she's paralyzed. Yeah, uh, she's three, got one arm working. Three, three out of four <laughs> limbs, exactly. I I don't know what the hell she's doing here. Anyways, Janie can't rescue her. She's paralyzed. So she gives her a blaster rifle. And Mertz is like, no, no, no. It's not to kill myself, I promise. Jaina walks out of the door door shuts. Pew. Oh no. That son of a bitch. She says, and then pew pew pew! she's murdering <laughs> unconscious guards and doctors in the room. Yep. <laughs> Griffin Mandalorian. She says like, Oh, you didn't. Oh, you thought, you... Oh, you thought the ruthless bounty hunter was going to wait till the bad guys woke up and then try to reason with them and, and hold them hostage with one arm. And strapped to a bed or whatever. No, she just shot the shit out of... (laughs) Yeah, she's like, no, all they're going to do is fucking circle me. I'm fucked when I wake up, so kill them now. Very, very, uh... Not... Very bounty hunter. Very, very, uh... Oh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. Like ruthless? Very very severe. Yeah, ruthless. That that wasn't quite it either, but that works, yeah. Just that mentality. Yeah.
1: Just... I don't want to be a prisoner again. I'm not going to give them the option. Yeah, it's not.
0: It's not going to even be possible. <laughs> yeah, they'll be dead. Pew pew pew. Criffing Mandalorians. Cut to. Kydus, fawning over the great man, Prince Isolder. He's such a great man. He did all good things for so many people. He's a great man, Jason thinks. And then he finally has the thought, which was always going to be his doom, and I. Know that we talked about this along the way. How could Kydus sacrifice his own child so that all the other children in the galaxy would grow up in safety? The way of the Sith was the way of pain. He knew that, but he did not see how he could let the moths kill his daughter without becoming a monster. Even worse than Palpatine or Exar Kun. Could Alana's life be the price the Force demanded for peace? We're making his vision of the White Throne a reality? Of course not.
1: No, because she was there. No, she
0: was in the vision. I don't need to sacrifice my daughter. Oh, thank God! (laughs) (laughs) We've been saying all along. And because he's been saying it all along. Yeah. Way, way, way back in the early books, after he found the booby tassels and decoded them with an ancient librarian, turns out he was going to have to make a sacrifice. And, of course, immediately, uh, he starts worrying, I'm going to have to kill my daughter. Yeah. And right away, he's like, oh, I ain't going to do that, so whatever. <laughs> whatever else happens, fine, but I ain't fucking doing that. He was already, he decided that immediately. And, well, I mean, that was obviously going to be the flaw in the plan the whole time. Because yeah. his whole plan is make the galaxy a better place for every, for everybody, including my daughter. Yeah. But I'm not willing to sacrifice her for everybody else's daughters.
1: Yeah, not willing to do everything that it takes to make... And who the... would be? No, God, no.
0: I wouldn't kill my own kids to save everybody else's kid. I'd be the last family on earth. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You're all dead. I'm the lion. <laughs> that was a little office joke for you. But it's inevitable. <clears throat> and then being helped by this white throne vision. Without her there, there would be no white throne. That was the vision. What has Luke Skywalker done? Because once again, I am assigning responsibility for the white throne vision. Moments after Luke Skywalker meets Alana, I'm assigning the responsibility for that vision to him. Uh, I don't, I think he either tampered with or altered Kytos's vision of the future when he, he got the white throne vision. And what has Luke done? Because what if this is the moment without that certainty of seeing her in the vision? What if this is the moment where he's like, what am I doing? Yeah. I wouldn't kill my own kid to sacrifice or for everybody else. What am I doing? What if this is the moment where without that certainty, he starts peddling, you know, at the, in the moment of ultimate decision with the, the, the commitment to the sacrifice gets fucking harder and harder as you go Mm -hmm. right to the end point of this war that everybody wants to reach it's gonna get harder and harder and harder until he finally gets control of everything right yeah what if this is the moment where he turns around and he's like oh whoops (laughs) this is not worth it like you know but it's clear to him that he does not have to sacrifice her he had to save Alana. Has Luke doomed everybody? Saved everybody? Has he doomed Jason? Or saved Jason? With this fake vision that I swear to fucking God I'm blaming him for. <laughs> I don't know. There is no evidence that it was him. No. It's not been said in the text. It's not been direct at all. Well, most the fact of the stuff that it happened Luke moments after Luke Skywalker saw that little girl for the first time. Yeah, Luke hasn't been yeah. in the book.
1: Yeah, yeah and he hasn't nobody has. been telling anybody <laughs> anything about right, what he's doing.
0: Rightfully so, yeah. <laughs> Secret boy. But rightfully so, nobody else has been in this book except for Jason and Jaina. I yeah. dig that. I dig that. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of Ben getting captured and escaping. A little bit of Han and Leia because it's their children. Mm-hmm. In the forefront of the conflict right now. Luke Skywalker's having... Grandpa naps. Yeah. A whole overshoot do mad while everybody else is trying to get ready to do shit. It's, it's, ah. Oh. What has he done? <laughs> Every, it's all Jason and Jaina, but when Luke's there, he's tampering with things. Mm-hmm. And so I can't imagine that vision wasn't tampered with, at least by his hand. Yeah. What? How? Yeah. What? Could he... Could Jason have been saved? Could he turn back right here? Probably. Or has he already done too much evil?
1: Well, he'd probably end up in jail for the rest of his life, but...
0: Well, no, you go in the Jedi basement like Raynar Thol. Oh, yeah. And you get rehabbed for however long it takes. Eternity if we have to. It's the Luke Skywalker way. (laughs) I just... That wor- that worries me. It worries me for Luke Skywalker moving forward. Because I... If, if I were somebody tampering with someone else's vision of the future, knowing that that person is making galaxy-impacting decisions based on those visions... Too many of these words rhyme. If I was Luke Skywalker doing that, I would probably end up with a lot of guilt at the end of all of this over what did or didn't happen with Jason and who, whoever he affects immediately around him towards the end of this book. Yeah. There's no way he comes out of this not feeling entirely responsible for everything, right? Also because that's who he is. Yeah, but...
1: especially in the last couple of months where he was actively affecting Jason's visions in that. Yeah. Like at and, the beginning, purposely,
0: not Purposely to mislead him. Mm-hmm. But to mislead him to think that Luke was coming. Not I don't, did he do the Alana Vision? I think so. He, all, um, he might have had a hand in it. Alana Vision sounds like a weird product. <laughs> yes it does. It's for the bored bored old ladies that want to watch the grass grow. <laughs> Alana vision. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> that's my product. That's my pitch. Okay. of heads do Princey Solder's cell to release him so that the moths can't get his blood. And, well, wouldn't you know it, he ends up snapping his soldier's head all the way around backwards with the Force. Plans
1: change, eh? Yeah, because they already had his blood.
0: That wasn't even why yet. It was because Princey Solder spit in his face. That's right. And then thought Jason was trying to use him to deliver the nano killer by setting him free. That's right. So... Once again, living in this world of lies has caused Jason Solo to not be trusted. be trusted or trust-ing. And then very dire consequences. He just murdered his daughter's grandfather.
1: Yep. By spinning his head
0: all the way way around, around.
1: <laughs> Turned him into an owl.
0: Didn't turn him back, though.
1: No, it didn't. It might have after...
0: Next, snappy twin gods, though, right? We've seen Jaina go on a neck-snap in Rampage before. Mm-hmm. When she was on whatever the fuck planet that was, that they were hiding with the Solisars. Yeah. And then she was like, she snapped like three necks that night. Yeah, she did. Twin gods, it's in the blood. Twins are dangerous. Chapter 18 starts with the kind of levity we all need. A joke. What do you get when you cross an Ewok with an astromech droid? A short circuit! Jason Solo, age 15. Lincoln said, my five-year-old, when I read this joke to him, What? With a little <laughs> giggle just like that. Four out of ten. <laughs> Jason Solo is still 15. Jaina feels a storm coming. She can feel it across the Anakin Solo and everybody's Energy storms coming. Oh, what's that? What's that? Mother Abigail on the porch. What the hell does she say? Remember, uh, in the stand, what does she, she say about the some song? I don't know. She said, mm. Yeah, she has some the, kind of funny quote storms coming.
1: Yeah, I can't remember.
0: Ah, fuck. it's a good movie, though. It's a good podcast here. Okay, <laughs> she feels the storm coming. She might be a shitty spy, but she's a hell of a weather forecaster. <laughs> We realized immediately as one of the medics, she's in the infirmary, right? Mm -hmm. That's where Jason is reportedly at. When she was visiting her paralyzed, (laughs) abandoned, double abandoned rescuee, a medic tells undercover Jaina that, quote, Darth Maniac, lame, is in this very infirmary.
1: They're awfully bold, these medics. Darth Maniac? Yeah, well... That
0: sucks. Can we do better?
1: We probably could, but... Um,
0: I'm putting you on the spot, so I'll say the one that I thought of. All I got... It's not easy, so... (laughs) Props to the medical guy there, the medic. All I got was Darth Litus. Ooh, burn him! Uh, He lies a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making a face like, please... (laughs) Uh no, that's hard. No, it's, hard yeah. to, it's hard to burn Darth turns up. His name just doesn't rhyme with anything.
1: No. But it, they're awfully bold to he's the craziest person in the galaxy and they're talking about him like that on his ship while he's in the infirmary. <laughs> right.
0: But that's the thing I guess is like that's the sh- the sign of their loyalty to him. Nobody's loyal to him anymore. Remember in the beginning when he started with the GAG and everybody was like, wow, I can't wait to get my hand in here to jerk your dick off with everyone else. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They loved him. Yeah, big time. They wanted any little piece of him that they could fucking be associated with. And now it's whispering Darth Maniac to each other behind his back because he's been fucking... Snapping necks, and yeah,
1: they're just afraid of him now.
0: Killing people, he's been bad guy, Zangief. Yeah. But, so couldn't do much better than that. like I got was. Jason's type. really a bad guy. Yeah, he, well, yeah. <laughs> this time, yes. So he tells her more specifically, he's on his way to the incinerator with a soldier's body. So number one, she knows the prince is dead. Stop trying to find him. Mm -hmm. Number two, she knows exactly where the fuck Jason is. Exactly what room. Yeah. And it's nearby. She knows where he is. Better call him and tell him. Hey, Jason, I'm down the hallway. Here I come. No, not going to do that this time? Oh, Was that a really stupid idea? Okay. She spots him because this medical center is like a catwalks and open, uh, floors that you can see uh up and down yeah
1: i'm picturing a giant open pit with catwalks well, going like back a, and forth
0: it, it's like a prison yeah it's essentially
1: yeah. A hospital prison yeah and so i guess because it's, it's
0: full of chopped up boffins
1: and i guess it's on a starter show, so it would be huge yeah, so it yeah, really, really is exactly massive. like that
0: and she spots kytus four floors down with an escort of armed guards before she hears the five minute pre-hyperspace jump warning telling everyone we're going to kill the jedi and she wonders even if i kill kaidus will it save the jedi that's a good question man mm-hmm. because the army already has its orders and to you know go a little uh, to extract a little bit further backwards how how are the people in the ships killing the jedi going to find out that kaidus is even dead in time yeah, if the if she gets him, if she wins,
1: especially because you know, especially like if they're if they're gonna be fighting down in this prison body incinerator area, no one goes down there, and there's like
0: nobody around to begin with. Yeah, there's only he only brought four guards. There's everybody else doesn't even like him. The guards probably don't even like him. Yeah, but they don't want to die.
1: Might be a droid or two, but other than that,
0: who? It's time to go down the elevator. And kill Kytus's four guards cut in half in a single stroke. All four people. Four people. Four people cut in half in a single stroke. But these are the good guys, right? Yeah. I am furrowing my brow. (laughs) Because this is the kind of shit that we were talking about earlier in the series too. Not us. Well, us. And in, in character they were talking about it. With Luke and Mara talking about all the innocent people that they killed along the way of doing the right thing and saving the galaxy. Mm-hmm. That that never stops. That cycle n- never isn't part of war. Yeah. It's always present. In war, good people die. Innocent they... people who just think they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like... People who don't make the decisions. People who just are following orders. Like these four guys. Have
1: a job, trying to make a paycheck kind of deal. They're just just going to work every day.
0: Yeah. But as we'll see uh, a little bit later on too, nobody ever stands down. No. Very rarely. Everybody fights to the death because they're so deeply entrenched in their beliefs about this war by this point that has grown so convoluted that I haven't even heard about the confederation in a book and a half yeah they haven't even been around the ga is now fighting itself since what whatever what planet was that the
1: The, on fondor the battle at fondor
0: was it fondor the one that was supposed to be mines and then it wasn't mine yes and then jason was like haha you take down your city defenses (laughs) yeah with my brain yep yeah, the Confederation, I don't know what the hell they've been doing. <laughs> but they're not even part of this fucking war right now. No. Or did they say that the Confederation showed up at Nickel One at the at some point? I don't think so. I, think I don't think so. I they said and Dallas showed up. Yeah. I don't remember hearing anything about the Confederation. So, you know, the backdrop for this whole story was the civil war between these two parties. And now coming to wrap the series up in the final moments, they're not even fucking present. Nope. They don't even play a factor. It's hard when you're on your fifth prime minister. Nobody takes (laughs) you serious. She cuts four people in half in a single stroke. Just to reiterate that one more goddamn time. And she says the fight had begun. Hot damn. Did it ever (laughs) cut to kindness in the bio disposal pit. The Biodisposal Pit was just what the name suggested. A sweltering, foul-smelling Durasteel hole into which poured all of the dirty bandages, used scalpels, excised organs, dead bodies, and other hazardous waste from not only the infirmary, but the Anakin Solo's entire prison hold as well. As might be expected, it was a relatively quiet and lonely place. Half cloaked in shadow by the overhanging expanse of the main deck, And half illuminated by the harsh brilliance spilling from the open mouth of the fusion incinerator. Sounds like a good place to ambush somebody. Yeah. Doesn't it? A closed room. Like a one exit room. Technically two exits. One of them is a fusion incinerator. Yeah. One of them is the door out. Sounds like a perfect place. To ambush Kaidas, but on the other hand, yuck. Kaidas <laughs> <laughs> is is down here to hand load Princey Soldier's corpse in the fusion incinerator, science. Before the goddamn moths can get their filthy paws on his blood, he's got a bumbling Metroid running around, causing an. Unwitting distraction and time delay. Yeah. It's working in Jaina's favor. He hasn't been identified yet. Ah, so you got to do protocol. Got to yeah. do the paperwork. Tissue I'm samples and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as Jason is uh, fucking negotiating with this droid, bruises on Isolder's palms reveal that the Moths shockingly betrayed Kidus and took Prince Isolder's blood, anyways. Without his permission, with his express unpermission.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Disapproval? Unpermission.
0: I just, I just really liked unpermission.
1: I like unpermission.
0: Yeah. Um turns out turns out he was betrayed by the Empire. Shut turns him. out uh they got that noble
1: blood. It turns out the moths are bad guys.
0: Turns out when bad guys make deals with bad guys, they betray each other. Um, one other thing to note here about the <laughs> fusion reactor room Kytus says two things that I specifically noted. Uh, early on, he says he is blinded by the fusion reactor, it's so bright. And then when he finds out the moths have taken his soldier's blood, he's deafened by fury. Yeah. And I just thought, we sure. Are those just two? Those two things really stuck out to me as being on purpose. Mm-hmm. Where he steps into this room and he starts describing being disabled, being like losing his senses, losing parts of himself, yeah. kind of thing. And I was like, I don't know. That stuck out to me. Blind by the light, <laughs> deafened by the grumpy. <clears throat> <laughs> it sounds like quite a harsh and distracting environment. That could be the perfect place to attack him. And then, Oh my God, twin Jaina. It's a snap hiss and it's a stabbing Jason. Yep. Jaina opens the door. He turns around and he sees her face and says, Jaina. And then feels like he's going to vomit hot fire. He slams her across the room. And when he does that, Jaina sees where Kitus still stood in the doorway, his mouth gaping in surprise with a thumb-sized scorch hole just below his ribs. But he was still standing. How can he take a lightsaber through the gut and do that? Why didn't Kitus just lie down and die like (laughs) most people? Didn't he understand she was trying to do him a favor? Once again, she just cut four men in half in the hallway. Mm-hmm. She just put her lightsaber right through Jason's gut, <laughs> right under his ribs. Yeah, and he is still standing. Seems like a pretty
1: sensitive area.
0: Once again, not normies. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> and he and he's even more not than he most apparently. An
0: extra unnormy, and he <laughs> has my unapproval to be so. <laughs> And, and, and hearing what she sees, having her describe that, that evoked some serious Terminator vibes for me. Like, yeah, like that's like action villain. Bam. Shoot him. Explosion. And then all of a sudden he walks out of the shadows coming through the flames, right? That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. He's having his, his, uh, his moment of, of undefeatability. I, I can't fucking word today. He's having his moment of invincibility. Duh. Yeah. Come on, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, that's, you know, meant to, to test the resolve of, of his attacker, uh, narratively. She sees this feels no hope and still has to carry on fighting. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like that. It, it really dials up the desperation and it's fucking horrifying. It's extra scary. When he starts blasting lightning at her and stalking towards her from across the room. He's not only
1: alive and moving, but going towards her, attacking. So,
0: so stab him, shoot across the room, shake your head, and there he's standing with a hole in his body. Let's just imagine we can (laughs) see through it, (laughs) right? A little... It's how how big thumb size hole. of a so size of big... a toilet paper roll or like a
1: No smaller than that, like a loony?
0: Sure. Well. A small coin for some of our other listeners out there. Yeah. <laughs> very few of our listeners are in Canada. <laughs> That's <is> very true. <laughs> Low percentage. Um hole shining through his body. And then he starts walking forward. Bam, blasting lightning out of his fingers. And I am I I'm scared for Jaina, to be honest. You really
1: could be able to see through that hole. He's got the incinerator behind him. Exactly right. There'd be like a little She's flashlight coming out. in the half that's
0: darkness. He's in the half that's light. And uh, this is a hell of a visual for a final boss battle. Yeah. Like if this were if this were any other medium, if this were some sort of interactive medium, oh, that'd be fun to to be to participate in. Yeah the twins get to swinging sabers at each other and Jaina quote pays for every step with a kick or elbow or something. Isn't that so uh, every, every time she gets near Jason or as she's getting closer to Jason while they're attacking each other, she's getting kicked. She's getting punched. She's being elbowed. She's being hurt every step of the way. And isn't that the special Mando training that she went to go have? Mm Mm-hmm. To fight, like, not a Jedi.
1: Yeah, which she hasn't seemed to use
0: yet. He is. Oh, yeah. He is fighting full blast desperation, unorthodox, (laughs) unexpected uh, attacks. Like, what? Once again, her fucking spirit trip to Mandalore... Mandalore. -er. (laughs) It's bringing hollow again. Yep. Definitely is. It seemed when she was there, like she wasn't fucking learning or accomplishing very much. She was just making friends with a new culture. And then early on in this fight, it's, it's seems like Jason is the one fighting the way that she should be fighting. Now on an outside perspective, these little hand to hand hits in between the lightsaber attacks are a big part of what's missing from the early movie fights. Like the early Star Wars movie lightsaber fights? Yeah. Disregard Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. That was a goddamn joke. Mm Mm-hmm. The guy was 65 fucking years old. (laughs) How old he was. Why can't I think of his name? What is the name of the goddamn actor who played Obi-Wan Kenobi? He's so famous and he's so renowned. Oh, my God. What is his name? Young Obi-Wan? No. The fucking original Obi-Wan, Yatwan, uh, okay. who I said was so- 65 years old. Okay. Well, I fucking know. His name is famous. Uh, uh, Apparently
1: not famous enough. Alex
0: McGregor. You and, Ma- you and McGregor. No, yeah, see? That's the other guy. Alec Guinness. Okay. Fuck me. <laughs> I can't word today. Well, we do it late at night, my mouth doesn't work. We do it in the morning, my fucking brain doesn't work. <laughs> How are we supposed to talk about books, man? I can't. Word. It's all words. Yeah. Books are words. The notes are words. My mouth is words. I can't. Alec (laughs) Guinness, man. Okay. He was so old when they did that original lightsaber fight and not a trained swordsman. And and also that was not the expectation at the time. Yeah.
1: So disregard that fight. Yeah. The rest of them were just lightsaber spinning.
0: (laughs) So like the best one is probably Luke and Vader in Jedi. Yeah. And there are moments where like, Swing, 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 and then somebody gets kicked across the room. But as Jane is saying, it's every strike. Every yeah. every light sword attack, every laser attack is coupled with a visceral hand-to-hand, elbow-to-face. Yeah. He pommel strikes her in the fucking cheek and busts her fucking face wide open with the end of his lightsaber. Like, it's not... It's not a sword swinging contest. It's a battle to the death. This is not, they're not sparring. They're not sword fighting. They're fucking trying to kill each other. Yeah. And it's what makes the scene intense. It's what makes the fight. I keep saying desperate, but that's the word. Yeah, because they are
1: both fighting for their lives.
0: Yeah, like (laughs) as much as more than anybody else ever could be. Yeah, you know, they're fighting for the goddamn fate of the galaxy as much as they're fighting to stay alive in this room right now in this incinerator, aka garbage room, aka trash compactor, mm-hmm. where their parents first met. <laughs> that's very. I, true. That's not on. That's not accidental. No. no way. Anyhow, I really like all the punching and kicking. Put it in the movies. Even okay. Even. Oh, I'm fucking still on this shit but even Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan and Anakin that was an amazing visual battle mm-hmm. Never background aside like just the two combatants was fucking fantastic the swords fighting looked amazing yeah how many punches, kicks, elbows foot stomps, eye gouges none
1: no it was all lightsabers and force pushing yeah. and stuff like that yeah.
0: It was like Jedi at the height of their mm, hubris. Yeah. Where simple simple hands and fists are below us. We are we're evolved beyond that. We have magic powers in our bodies. This is so visceral, man. Mhm. Gross. Yeah, blood and-, and it makes it just it makes it impactful. And I don't mean that punny. Like, it makes the fucking fight just stand out and be so much grittier. That's a good word. Also, they're literally fighting in a room of light and dark. Yep. Clearly defined light and dark. And they say it in the text here.
1: Uh, A few times.
0: Dark side of the pit was black. The bright side was so bright you can only see white. Another generational culmination of the eternal struggle between light and dark of the force. Once again, here we are at this point where the dark side has bubbled up to a point where the light has to squash it down. And then in this room, that's fucking exactly half black and half white, light and dark. I love, I love that just, you know, picturing them. Picturing like the, the the shots, the visual camera shots. Okay, half the room is light, half the room is dark. So one, while they're fighting each other, either you're cutting back and forth between one character against one background, right? Like Jason against the light, Jaina against the dark, or you're sw- they're spinning while they're fighting and you're swirling, like you're turning the camera as you're going. So they're both shifting through light and dark yeah. as they're going through this entire battle, right? That's what this is. They're both moving in and out of darkness, more specifically. Yeah. During this fight. Because. Because
1: that's what's what's up for grabs, the light or the dark.
0: Yeah, it is. The destiny of the force, the legacy of the force. (laughs) Fuck, man, I'm good today. Sometimes, I I can't word, though. Yeah, the legacy of the force is literally being decided Mm -hmm. in the incinerator room. Between the Daned twin gods. Yep. Here's a few fight highlights. By the way, page 258 is where the fight starts. Go read it. If you want to read a goddamn fantastic action scene that has emotion... Wild swings of various emotions, wild swings of various weapons, and like really well written, descriptive combat of like how it feels, what uh, what what an injury looks like. Uh, Jaina like gets, we'll get we'll get to that. Anyways, some highlights of the fight: they jump kick each other simultaneously. At one point, twinsies love that. At another point. Kaitus has over a dozen used syringes sticking out of his face. Yeah. That's some horror movie <laughs> shit, Troy. Fuck off of <laughs> that. Yeah. That's gross. Now speaking of Kaitus and his injuries, let's check in on contestant number one, Darth Kaitus. How is he? His flesh was bulging around the scorch hole in his abdomen. And there were half a dozen syringes planted in his face almost to the barrels. He was in obvious pain. And he was feeding on it. His eyes were bulging and maniacal. His nostrils red and flaring. His lips drawn back so far it almost appeared that he didn't have any. He is in Mandalorian fight mode. Yeah, yeah, he's in just... murder mode. I'm mm-hmm. now having a different realization that maybe going to Mandalore to learn this special fighting that she learned was not going to put her above Kitus. It was going to match her up to Kitus, yeah, because this is how he's going to fight to the death, skin and bones desperation yeah and if you're not prepared to do that jedi girl he's a sith he's not going to fight like a jedi he is fighting exactly the way pavine was when she was training with him on mandalore
1: yeah going relentless all out needles in the face yeah
0: nothing will stop me i have a lightsaber hole (laughs) through my abdomen yeah I will fucking still kill you. Nothing will stop me, but literal death. Wild. Maybe that was the point of the training. And maybe either way, it didn't seem like she fucking learned a lot there. No, it's still even. Okay. So best case scenario, that's the explanation is that. Ooh, in a meta, in a meta text way, it wasn't to put her over the top. It was put her at his level
1: on the level. Yeah.
0: And I still feel like why does she not have like a jetpack or rocket launcher or a fucking suit of armor, like real Mandalorian staple shit? Not angry fight. Yeah.
1: Just a little bit Boba of Boba Fett should be good.
0: Boba Fett is not angry fight. That's not, that's not what we Star Wars fans understand as ster- not stereotypical. What's the word for, like, as as an ultimate Mandalorian? You know what I mean? Like, the, the, the epitome. The pinnacle. I was just going to say that, and then I switched to epitome. Whew. Whew. Twin bond. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, yeah. Boba Fett being the pinnacle epitome of what Star Wars fans know to be a Mandalorian. Calm, cool, collected gadgets. Weapons. Armor. Mm-hmm. Not... Rabid animal fight to the death, and so you know as like a broader Star Wars fan, her going to Mandalore to learn from Mandalorians to fight like an animal is like yeah. obtuse. It's very incongruous to what we think of as Mandalorians because we only know Django and Boba Fett, really. Yeah. Sorry, no offense, Karen Travis. You yeah. know who wrote all the goddamn Republic Commando books, but I can't believe that that's what she went there to learn. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She went there to learn how to not,
0: how to not stop fighting. Yeah. And then, and then it's not even like, I don't, I don't even know. Okay.
1: We need to, we need to keep moving here. Yeah. we, We brought this up a bunch.
0: Jesus Christ. So uh anyways, Darth Kitus not looking good. And yet standing, fighting, equaling her. It's not she's not slowly dwindling him down and standing upright, tall, un- untouched. They're both taking a pound of flesh off each other every time they exchange. Yeah. And, and it sounds like they're almost constantly battling through this whole scene like it's yeah there's no like, breaks yeah it's not like run in flurry of blows <laughs> not to make a D&D monk joke and then back up step of the wind <laughs> separate right <laughs> I know you can't do two bonus actions on the same turn don't fucking email me but they don't seem to separate other than you know like they do fucking force shove each other into shit or across the room yeah and- she throws a droid into him and he falls over a crate and that's when he gets all syringed up and stuff and he throws his lightsaber yeah he does all kinds of wacky shit out here and yet full of fury even though as we were just talking about he's doing the mandalorian thing that she learned he changes tactics here in the middle of the fight and he clips his lightsaber on his belt darth kaitis jason solo jaina's twin and he tells Jaina, there's no time for this. He's trying to save Kah and Alana. He tells Jaina, stop fighting me. I'm trying to save my wife and daughter. Please stop. There's no time for this. This is nonsense. Assuming he's going to win. Right? Like all of his thoughts are predicated on the fact that I already saw the future. We already won. Like he told the moffs, like he told Tahiri. Yeah. So him having this conversation right now where where in text in the moment, it looks like, "Oh my God, could he be redeemed? No, he's just so assured of his victory. yeah, he doesn't care that he got stabbed in the fucking gut with a yeah. lightsaber he's not he's not he's not asking her to stop because he's worried he's gonna lose. He's asking her to stop because he's got shit to do and he's going to fucking win anyways.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Even if he doesn't win, the galaxy will win. Right. But I
0: still think he thinks he's going to live. Yeah. Like, I think as part of his vision and part of, because if I were him, my assumption would be, well, my daughter's five or four or whatever. So I'm going to win. I'm going to be alive. I'm going to run the shit until she's ready Mm -hmm. and like hand it down to her like a queen. Like, her fucking mother would, right? Yeah. So, him stopping in the middle of this fight is more, to me, less a plea for... Uh, oh, my God. A, a plea for... What's it called when you ask somebody to take it easy on you? Like, leniency? Or...
1: Um, <laughs> something like that?
0: Something like that. Yeah. It's less... It's less him asking for quarter and more him being impatient. Yeah. The fucking Imperials have the nano killer for my wife and daughter. I'm going to win this fight. Anyways, knock it off. I got (laughs) shit to do. Yeah. You know, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) No, we don't have time for this, but like he's at his most desperate at his most injured. He's missing an arm. Stabbing in the gut syringes in the face all kinds of other injuries that we haven't described go read the fight page 258 he's pleading with Jaina with his lightsaber away not because he wants to be redeemed but still I think he's legitimately offering her this chance to stop right under the guise of I'm gonna win and I'm gonna go on and do what I want anyways You don't have to die here, right? Like she said to several guards on her way down here. Mm -hmm. Hey, you don't have to die here. I don't want to kill you. I don't really want to kill you, but I will. And Mertagev, meanwhile, shooting unconscious fucking doctors. But I think he legitimately is offering her to stop. And he's not saying, I'm going to come back to the light. I'm going to stop this war. I'm going to stop being a Sith. I'm going to stop my conquest. No, he's saying, knock it off. I've got shit to do, and I'm not fucking losing anyway.
1: Yeah. There's a couple things in this that makes makes me think that the as much as the bad things that he did, the Jason is not completely gone. Yeah. Because I'm trying to save Tenelcon Alana. And she says that the only, it's obvious that the only thing keeping him on his feet is the Force. And why is he stalling when his body's running out of time?
0: Yeah. Kinda of deal. It's just because he's trying to save the two of them because they're going to die. Yeah. This nano killer shit we saw it on Roche at Roche on Nickel One. Yeah. It it, it you you, you die. You can't not breathe. It goes in your body and then your body goes on the floor.
1: Yeah, and it was even like it was, like, disintegrating like, them. I don't know if that's like they were bugs And then, like, going through, like... It even st- burned
0: Boba Fett and Jaina. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it was, like, going through, like, their boots and stuff, too. Point being, it's inescapable. It's bad. <laughs>
0: it's, Inesca- bad. it's inescapable. And so... Maybe, you know... We'll touch on this more in a little while, but this is my biggest problem with this fight scene, is that... We've set the standard all throughout the course of nine books of cutting from different perspectives to and from different people's perspective, different characters' perspectives. I'm going to leave that hanging for now while I reiterate one more time. We don't have time for this, Jaina, but she's got time for her action hero. One liner. He says, we don't have time for this. And she says, so die already. Yeah. Cold, hard, determined. Mando? Is that what she learned?
1: I don't know. Uh, Jason, throughout this whole thing, kind of just, just die. Just stop.
0: Die already. Yeah. She leaps at Kytus, and he damn near throws her into the incinerator. She jumps through the air at him for the killing shot. He doesn't even move his hands. Well, he's only got one. He doesn't move his one arm. <laughs> She says he just glances towards the incinerator and she feels herself being sucked towards it. And she just barely manages to not be incinerated, burns her back all against the side of the furnace. And this is where, by the way, that would have been an amazing way for Jason to win that fight. (laughs) Wow. That would be fucking wild. But this is where Jaina, she burns her back on the the furnace, falls to the ground. She's all fucked. And this is where she goes super saiyan over 9,000 because she uses her love for Jason and what he used to be to draw more of the force into herself than she's ever had. The teenage jokester who could always find hope in a desperate situation. The questioning warrior who had bested the Yuzhan Vong war master in personal combat. The reluctant champion who had shown a galaxy the way to compassionate victory. Jason Solo was the greatest fucking man in the galaxy.
1: Up until like a year ago.
0: Up until, who knows, a few weeks ago. (laughs) Honestly, the timeline of of this series is so muddy for me. But Jaina calls in all the love that she ever had for her brother to power her up in the forest. I assume she gets some kind of fiery aura behind her, and she gets a little bit bigger or something. The camera zooms in there; <laughs> she starts glowing like Anakin did. Maybe. P.S. I forgot about that 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 the end of the NJO. I forgot about Zonama Sekot, that planet. Mm. I forgot all about that and how the NJO actually ends. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> also. I was counting, you know how the books all have like the list of books in them, right? Yeah. Of previous books at the beginning of a, a except for this book, one. yeah. Hardcovers don't. Mm. Um, I was looking at it on the next book, <laughs> yeah. And I was counting all the books for NJO, and I've like I'm pretty sure we've been saying it's like twelve or fourteen books this whole time.
1: So like twenty three. Mm, Nineteen. Oh, jeez. That's three years. <laughs> it's uh twice as long as this one
0: the 30 months were yeah. just more than twice as long and i know that last book is a thousand pages <laughs> oh boy so... <laughs> we'll get there when we get there uh i forgot all about that 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 uh the ending anyways weird anyway uh greatest man ever in the galaxy ever greatest man jason solo and if Jaina, the character had been introduced In the woke-ass age of 2020, she might be just as incredible as her brother. As her twin brother. She's not. She doesn't have the same power. She doesn't have the same combat prowess. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have the same incredible, exciting adventures. She doesn't have the same mystery about her. She is not as interesting. She is not as well developed and she's not an equal to him in any way. And I mean that in a, in a meta narrative text, the broad scope in the, in the scope of writing characters for a series. Jaina has never been Jason's equal because these books were written 15 years, 15 years ago. Yeah. And had this series started now in 2020, it would be so much better because it would be equal parts Jaina and Jason. Now imagine if Jason is this amazing and how much we love him as a character. How much more you would feel about Jaina if she were written in a in a in a culture or in a uh, in a, in a time socially where it was important. To make your female characters also fucking rock and not just background pieces. Yeah. She's on the cover of this book. She's having the showdown fight with the main villain, main character of this nine book series. She was barely on the first seven. Hmm. That would absolutely not fucking fly now in 2020 or a few yeah. previous years, right? As, as we've seen is social culture change. To be more demanding of equality. Not expectant, even. Demanding.
1: Yeah. There'd be complaints and... Instead,
0: the twin sister is barely in the books. Comparatively to Jason Solo. Yeah. And now, once again, this so- this Solo, this story, is more his than hers. But to barely be in... The things that she
1: does while when she's in the book, she does big are badass. impactful
0: things, and she yeah. does them really well. And like, yeah,
1: she's not in them very often, but when she is, she and does. I don't remember Jaina thing. from
0: NJO. And you know what, man? Maybe this is me. Maybe this is my, you know, uh, integrated sexist way of looking at things. Where when I read this when I was twenty. I was like, the boys are the best. (laughs) Like, maybe. Maybe. But I always thought the the ladies were fucking dope. I always loved Tahiri. I always thought Jaina was awesome. I always loved Mara. Mara. I I loved Mara. (laughs) Leia is so cool too. But it's got, it's, you know, it's a combination, right? It's a combination of growing up not learning to look for powerful female characters as a as a, a hero to look to mm-hmm. combined with being written in an era where it wasn't expected to be that way either. So I would imagine the 2029 book series would be uh, every, the front of every cover should be Jason and the back should be Jaina. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that should be every fucking book in the series. Yeah. It
1: actually reminds me you're bringing up the, the women in the equality thing, <laughs> oh, that uh, whole thing. <laughs> the uh, watching, watching endgame. And there's the one scene where it shows the women of Marvel. They have their own scene, all,
0: yeah. what, eight of them. Well, there's like 15 that, like, Oh, they all, like, come out of the battle from various points and come together. All together to, and go charging to across. do fucking nothing. It is the most.
1: It just shows them all. It
0: is the emptiest feminist gesture of all time. Here's yep. why. Captain Marvel had just finished flying through two spaceships and destroying them with her own body. She has the gauntlet, and uh, all these other women characters are going to protect her while she flies it across to (laughs) Spider-Man? Why is she going to deliver it to a weaker man?
1: Yeah. Why is she
0: not flying into space with the gauntlet? Boom. Goodbye. And she's the most powerful person in the MCU. But we still haven't quite figured that out, how to quite do it yet. Yeah. Because all of us grew up in an era where you weren't expected to fucking make women awesome in your stories. Yeah. Yep. Which is pathetic. It really
1: is when you're thinking about it now like when we were Why? Why? Five. Why is
0: it stupid for women to be awesome? Or as they would say in the 90s, gay. Oh, you like girls? Gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Girls are sick. Yeah. Boys are sick. We're getting. Into They're some, both also uh, shit. Oh, no, some... it's not. It's not even complicated territory. No, it's, it's fucking not. simple. No, it's not. Uh, Treat everybody it's... well and make them fuck. Jaina should be in these goddamn books more. She absolutely That's should. That's it. That's the final word and the final point. Back to the fucking fight. <laughs> Steve. I have one request of the Jedi. You need some kind of lightning trick, okay? <laughs> because Jason's blasting lightning all over this room at his sister. It's highly effective. Shit is shit is very
1: I, I know they use it in the NJO a little bit. Yeah,
0: there is. But it's like it's it's again dogmatically looked down on as being a bad power as if a power can be bad. Right. And not yeah. the way you apply it like bad words. Don't say yeah. fuck. Because sometimes when people say fuck, they're being mean to you. So you're never allowed to use that tool, that tool, because sometimes people use it the wrong way. It's yeah. like force lightning. Yeah. Don't ever fucking force lightning, because it's a path to the dark side, whatever. whatever. It's a bad power. only bad people do it. Well, it seems to be the case. But it's goddamn effective. He's tossing a shit ton of it around the room. And as he's doing that, let's check in. On contestant number two, Jaina, sword solo, ribs, broken, back, broken and burned. Hair, on fire a bit. Forearm, snappy halfy Guts, maybe spilling out inside. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> he, like, slices her up the front of her abdomen. Right? Yeah. And she
1: feels something, because he cuts through the muscles. And she's like, ah, oh, and she feels something go into the place where the <laughs> yeah, muscle was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, the muscle gets cut and separates, and she feels something... Like, move? ...flop into <laughs> the, pl- the new empty place. And she's like, I'm just going to not. I'm just going to not try to figure out what that was. Yeah, okay. that's not good. You know what? Good thing she, good thing. That's that Mando training right there, man. Don't, whew, don't think about your guts falling out inside of you. No. Deep fighting. She yeah. would have never done that had she gone to Mandalore. She would have stopped and been like, my guts. <laughs> what are you nuts? Touching butts. <laughs> She's in very rough shape. <laughs> to put it, to, to understate the fact. But so is Kydus. Very, very rough shape. As, as he sliced her up the abdomen, she sliced his Achilles tendon on the foot opposite.
1: Hers, his bad arm, his gone
0: arm. Missing arm. Yeah. So she makes the point. He can't pivot. He can't retreat. He can't, he's got one arm on one side, one leg on one side. He can't done. He can't, he can't
1: resist her and the visuals again in this battle well about when she he cuts she, the achilles
0: steps yeah when when she cuts that achilles uh, yeah yeah Measures what did his foot. Say? um
1: it nearly um let's see kind of cutting the crucial tendon running up the back of the ankle he landed in an awkward stagger nearly falling as his foot flapped and flopped yeah
0: <laughs> yes the disgusting once again yeah Really, that's good writing. That's really just good it's writing. Great. Don't just say, oh, she cut his foot and it hurt. Yeah. Describe what it looked like and use words that bring sounds to mind. Flapping, flopping. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Like that just draws a lot of senses in right away. Gross. Jane is banged up. Kitus is banged up. But he can't escape her. And so Jaina steps in. With the perfect swordsman, indefensible coup de grace. She says, I'll go for his head on this side. And if he tries to defend, I'll swipe, switch, and chop him the other side. Mm-hmm. Kitus knows it. And he doesn't even bother to defend. There is no time to defend. It would not be enough, Gina knew. She closed her eyes and felt the lightsaber sink in. Felt it slicing through his ribs into his chest. And Jaina felt something in the forest too. Something that made her pulse stop and her chest sink and her blood freeze in her veins. Her brother was reaching out to Tenel Ka, screaming at her through the forest. Warning her there was danger. Urging her to take Alana and Then the blade reached Kydus' heart, and he dropped at her feet, and Jaina felt nothing at all. Yep. She did it. That was as much of a fight to the death as you could possibly have. And Jason Solo died. I'm going to fucking cry. (laughs) Exactly how he lived. Trying to protect Tenel Ka and Alana. Trying to protect his family. Yep. And now
1: His whole beginning of this whole thing.
0: Cry for fucking ever. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I love this guy. He's been misguided. He 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 was led astray by Lumaya, the lady of the Sith. Yeah and And he's become a person who's not my Jason Solo. Not not yours, not Jaina's, or Leia's, or Han's either. He's become Darth Kaitus. But he died, as Jason Solo. Yeah. In, in his final moment, he didn't try to fight. He stopped fighting. Yeah, he was the good guy
1: for that split second.
0: Yep. And he was just trying to protect his family. Yeah. Not even from not from the people, not from the not from the the group that he's fighting currently protect them from the people he trusted
1: yeah my and just that's the whole reason he started this whole thing was got to make the galaxy safe for my
0: family too much chaos yeah i can i can iron fist take a grip on this and control everybody that always works jason solo died the way he lived for for most of his life the last little bit here was kind of a kind of a tangent for him mm-hmm. not really his normal behavior but moving on to like a, a, a let's not talk about the characters right now we'll talk about how every fight scene in the series was epic like like the the uh, the ship battles the hand-to-hand fights whatever all the action scenes. In this entire book series, all three authors, yeah, the action scenes were fucking tight and intense, man. Almost every time, yeah, uh, there weren't too many of them where I was like, "Oh, that's this is boring."
1: Okay, yeah, moving along. No, it's was like no.
0: speed read every single one of them, like,
1: and that's how they're written. They're written in like quick sentences. And like there's not a lot of big long drawn out paragraphs with the fighting, so it makes it seem that much
0: more yeah, intense it makes and like, fast paced. Heart pounding page turner. Right? Yeah. But I mean, each author really made action scenes like a standout spectacle. Yeah. As they are in Star Wars, right? Yep. You go from chit chatting in a bar with with a fucking handsome guy and a tall dog to shoot shoot shoot. Fly your ship, escape. Yeah, like, get out of here! Action, 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 action! Desperate because the stakes are always death. Yeah, right. It's the Empire, but all these action scenes across this whole series are just fucking fantastic. And this last one that that had a had a heart wrenching final twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Like what if what a fucking final turn to an emotional battle like that anyways, where he just, he knows it's over and he just starts screaming for the people he loves to run for their lives essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. But I do have one complaint as I alluded to earlier. Mm -hmm. It's only from Jaina's perspective This whole battle. Yeah. We don't get a single thought out of Jason solo in the moments before his death. You get sure you do. He speaks to Jaina. She hears him screaming in the force at the end. So you get tidbits, but in a book series where we've been jumping perspectives for nine straight books in the final battle between two twins who have always been you know, or not always been, but been since the end of the war, the Yuuzhan Vong war, set up to face each other in a showdown you only show one side of that how awesome would it be to get Jason's perspective closer to his death and defeat and have him thinking back uh, to capturing Alana or, or, um, or uh, when he cut Tunnel Call's arm off or thinking back to being captured with the Yuzhan Vong or thinking about the fucking prophecy from the, tw- from the Yuzhan Vong. About yeah. The twin just gods. like his
1: life flashing. Anything. Like all the, his decisions. Any
0: and... sort of hint of his perspective before his death. He's such an important character who's gone bad and was destined to die from the beginning of this book series yeah when he fucking killed a Jedi Knight <laughs> and you don't even you don't give us any of his psychological perspective as a resolution before his death other than he stops fighting and screams run for your life that feels like a, like like I feel cheated a little bit. Yeah, because you know? it was... That's the perfect time to be swapping
1: narrators. Because there was, to the point where it was almost annoyance that they were popping back and forth. Yeah. we complained some of the, about the, it. Some
0: of the books were a little fucking heavy on it. And, and, Could have finished a whole scene, maybe, before you jumped chapters to finish one paragraph. Yeah. And then switch locations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the one
1: part where, we actually, where it actually would have been a good place to do it and... Like a heavier emotional place to do it, and it doesn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of sucks. His most, his biggest moment, his most emotional potential moment, his most impactful potential piece of the story at the at the end. Mm-hmm. Most impactful piece of the end, I should say. Yeah. Not not a. Not even a blink through his eyes. And now Jason Solo was dead, and I miss him already. Chapter 19 starts with a joke. Good time for a joke. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference between a Jedi Knight and a Jedi Master? Ask me in 20 years, Jason Solo, age 15. Never made it 20 years to 35. No. Never made it to Jedi Master. Twist the knife. Thanks, Troy. This joke is rated undefined out of 10. I'm too dead inside to laugh. The chapter starts with Ben. And right away I was like, oh, I miss Ben. Because now I need a new man to love. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jason's gone. His story is over. And the next chapter starts with Ben Skywalker. Yep. to set us up moving forward as he is going to be taking over the main part of the young male narrative. Mm-hmm. He's the only one left. And not, not only that. dead, Jason's dead. He's the only one left of the Skywalker family who's a young man.
1: Yeah, and not only that, Luke has put him in charge a bunch of times. Yeah, he's definitely grooming him to, to take be... over the
0: adult uh, jobs later on too, right? Yeah, yeah you're totally right. But I think, uh, like, as an author choice, switching directly from Jason's death to Ben is like a big fucking flashing neon sign of where we're going. Yeah. Moving forward with the, you know, the canon, the Legends canon. Mm -hmm. What their plans were moving forward. Some plans are short-lived. Anyways, he's in danger. Ben is in danger on She-Do-Mad because Imperials are here. Troy? Don't. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't you hurt this boy? No. He's in danger, but maybe these two uh, hapen, sexy-talking spies will save him. As they get a report that almost all of the royal-blooded hapens aboard the Dragon Queen... Are dead. No word on Tenelka and Alana. Nasty Imperials is, is is. Get it? It's like Gollum, Tim. Mm-hmm. Like hobbitses, Tim. <laughs> Nasty little hobbits. Another up. report. This just in. A heap of earpieces to hear he coming. Fuck! I forgot about her. <laughs> yep. I did. I totally <laughs> forgot about her. <laughs> to be honest. At this point of reading, I I was like, oh my God, I can't believe there's more story. Yeah. I was like, stop. I don't, I can't, I don't want it more. But of course there is because you killed one person. Yeah. The war is not over. Like Jano's thinking, if I kill Jason, does that even save the Jedi? Not that that's the only impetus to take his life, mm-hmm. but like here are the Jedi in danger. Here come Tahiri, who I forgot about after she stepped off that fucking elevator. Yeah. <laughs> With Jason and the moths
1: Yeah, after after he said, hey, he guess what? You can't change the past. You can't yeah. fix hey, it. Hey, you
0: can't change the past. All you can do is remember kissing him, maybe. Uh, get Take that ship and go find those fucking Jedi. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs> See ya. And then I fucking, she walked right out of my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, she was gone. I can't, you just killed Jason Solo. I can't believe there's more fucking story. Jason, MF, and Solo.
1: Because really, what they could have done was cheaped out on this last last bit, the last couple of chapters,
0: and been cut to the end. Not even cheap out. Change the order. This what we're gonna see over the over these next two chapters is uh, different perspectives from the groups of people of groups of characters doing different things in different places, catching up to the moment that Kydus dies. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody knows that he's dead yet. none doesn't say it. Nobody says that they felt it or anything. So he's not dead yet. Yeah. Not we're, yet. We've now Tarantino back and we're building back up to the point where everybody's going to catch up to finding out that Jason solo died and feeling that. And we're going to have all of those, impressions in, in a little collage.
1: Yeah, this is all happening guy. at the same time. Yeah, it's all concurrent. Kind of deal, yeah.
0: Catching up. This is, who knows where, where where's Jaina right now if, if Ben's here in the story? Maybe she's she's still, maybe she's uh, swapping clothes with that guard right now, you know? So Tahiri coming. And she brought a gigantic nuke. Yeah. So big that it takes four troopers to carry it. Her plan is to nuke the tunnels of Shidu mod and all the Jedi hiding in with him. It's a good plan? Yeah. But why? Because she don't know Kydus is dead? Or because because Kydus isn't dead yet. Or because... Right, but I mean, like, why, Tahiri, are you going to nuke all the Jedi? Because Jason told you to? Well, you hate his guts. Because it's your military order and you're surrounded by other military personnel. Or do you hate yourself and want to die? Is that why you're riding a fucking nuclear bomb down, waving your cowboy hat down, down a tunnel and shit like that? You know what I mean? Why is that your plan? Anyway, Tahiri and Ben end up lightsaber dueling while falling down a mine shaft with a massive nuclear bomb. (laughs) No big deal. Again with the friggin' shafts and tunnels, holy fuck! Yeah, I said it in book two. There was too many. It's been shafts and asteroids and elevators and 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 star destroyers and and then it's and then it's tunnels in, in a in a in a, in the, a
1: in the bug abandoned place.
0: Zios temple and then it's tunnels in yeah on an asteroid with bugs and then it's it's tunnels inside. The fucking center point what is roller coasters in there. tunnels, 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 shafts, shaft, 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 shafts. This is
1: a cool one. They're free fall fighting. Yeah.
0: We've had that in zero gravity, mind you. Yeah. But yep. We've had lots of fights falling down shafts. We, we, we've been here, done it. Why? Why so many times are we going back to a fucking hole? They fall for so long. Ben thinks, how deep was this hole? I'll tell you, Ben. Endless and limitless. Just like the number of times you can use shafts and tunnels in your story across this whole series. Endless and unlimited shaft power! How deep is this shaft? As deep as you want it to be until you hit the water at the bottom that's filled with quicksand. Yep. Troy? Troy? Don't. He, he just dropped Ben and Tahiri down a shaft into quicksand with a nuke. <laughs> 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 hey, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I get it. <laughs> but don't. <laughs> don't. Although, imagine, just imagine if Ben Skywalker dies down here with Tahiri, what Luke's life will be like probably go to the dark side anyways at which point he should have just gone and killed jason himself ben is trying to escape the quicksand though he's got that mandalorian fighting spirit he's not just going to give up and die tahiri though trying to detonate the nuke (laughs) she doesn't want to escape she doesn't want to live she she doesn't want to live tahiri is actually suicidal Mm -hmm. because i she probably hasn't wanted to live ever since anakin died between the, the the pain of losing him and the guilt of surviving and then the torture at the hands of the Yuzhan Vong and whatever she's been doing in between the series. Yeah. Suffering along the way. Because she comes in here a broken mess, right? And then Jason turns her and she does bad things. She kills Shivu, all kinds of stuff. She doesn't want to live, man. Better to be dead than live in a world where I can't change the past. Cause the past fucked my life up. Yeah, took everything that I thought I would ever have. War over and over. War over and over. Everybody losing everything over and over and over again. I don't blame her for teaming up with Jason. No, not really. She is another very obvious victim of the chaos of the universe. Tahiri's never really done anything to deserve anything bad. Yeah, like yeah. she uh, back to. Being young in the NJO, I don't recall her ever being, the, you know, uh, doing unsavory things or, or, or things that maybe wouldn't be Jedi approved. Now she just got broken by the chaos of the universe, just like Jason Solo did. Yep. And so the two of them ended up gravitating towards each other. And we know he's dead and she's trying to detonate a nuke at the bottom of the fucking well here until Ben... Starts talking to her. Shined in that sweet, sweet Skywalker, Grand Redeemer, light up all up in her grill. And then a hapen literally shines a light on them down the hole. Once again, some nice visual imagery. Mm-hmm. Telling Tahiri to freeze, motherfucker. It's okay, Ben says. She's with us. And instead of blowing up a nuclear bomb in the bottom of a hole and being blasted to smithereens in quicksand with Tahiri, Ben Skywalker has his first grand redemption. Yeah, he turns her, just like the old man, Grandmaster pops would be so proud. He definitely would be. He would absolutely, he absolutely. Would. And I, yeah, I didn't mean that. Uh, I didn't mean that uh, sarcastically or um, superficially. Or yeah. uh, what's what's that word? Facetiously. Where I'm not taking serious a serious thing. Mm-hmm. I had to look that up a few months ago. Yeah. Or maybe last year or something. I was like, I say facetious a lot and I don't know if I'm using it right. Not entirely. But now I am. <laughs> Nothing wrong with learning, people. Admit you're wrong. Just learn. Nothing wrong. Yep. Nothing wrong with being wrong. Something wrong with staying wrong. Yeah. Just Nothing le- wrong with being wrong. Just learn when you are wrong. We cut to... A long time ago, where we relive the Yujon Vong war for a moment, and it's a moment of deep grief for Jana Solo. She's lost her wingmate and she feels so guilty that she can't sleep. Then the place in Jana's heart that belongs to her brother Jason begins to warm, and she knows he is standing outside her cabin. She doesn't wait for him to knock. She simply opens the door and crawls back into her bunk and says nothing. Jason comes and sits on the edge of her bed. He doesn't need to ask what's wrong because he knows. Because he is her twin and he feels it too. So Jason just strokes her hair until she starts to hurt a little less and finally falls asleep. He stays with her through the night because he knows that if he leaves, she'll wake and won't be able to sleep again. Um, It's raining in here or something. And Jaina hears him whispering to her in her dreams. I actually can't read this right now. Oh my god. (laughs) Telling her that no one you love really ever has to die. Not if you don't want them to. All you have to do is hold a place for them in your heart. This hurts.
1: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> That's it's really, rough... it's really nice writing. It really is.
0: The, the last moment we just saw them was her killing him. Mm-hmm. And him screaming to protect his family run for your life. I'll protect you in my last moment, my dying moment, no matter what. And then flashback to... Being young and connected, and she doesn't even have to tell him she needs him, he's there to protect her. Yep, because Jason Soul is the greatest man who ever existed in this fucking galaxy until about three weeks ago.
1: Yeah, because that's he was always that's another thing always Natural back to protecting,
0: tear running down my cheek. Yeah,
1: is he yeah. brings back to yeah. he was always wanted to be the protector. It's the whole reason he slipped to the dark side in the first place.
0: The whole reason why he was ever a good Jedi. Yeah. It's the whole reason why he was ever a good person. Because he always wanted to take care of everybody around him. Yeah, he was a you protector. Know? He was yeah. the good guy. He's the fucking shining white light paladin. Mm-hmm. Jedi Knight. There's the reason why they're called knights. <laughs> but this long time ago can fuck right off. That's <laughs> so good. It kills me. Jason is gone. The twin bond is broken. And Jaina will never be the same. Chapter 20 starts with a joke. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference between an Ewok and a Wookiee? About two hundred kilos, Jason Solo, age fifteen. This is the same joke that we already had. We had we had a lightsaber glow rod joke. What's the difference between lightsaber and glow rod? About two thousand degrees. Yeah. I'm actually disappointed. Lazy out of ten.
1: This is about four hundred pounds for those people that aren't that don't use kilos. Don't
0: forget that extra twenty percent. Oh,
1: Oh, four hundred
0: and forty pounds. You're goddamn right. kilograms per pound. Yep. Don't you round off. (laughs) Sorry. Learn your shit, America. (laughs) Fucking everything. Anyways. (laughs) Chapter 20 actually starts with Han and Leia assaulting a hanger on the Anakin Solo in the Millennium Falcon. And... I have one thing here. Okay.
1: (laughs) Where they're coming into this place and all these stealth axes are coming in. And for some reason, they brought up the name of the senior apprentice that was with Jag Fell. What? Yeah. Jag Fell and a senior apprentice named Derek. Why did they... Why? He's probably going to be moving
0: forward. (laughs) As we'll talk about, Jag's got some stuff going on moving forward. But yeah, that was strange. Maybe maybe he was a Jag sidekick from the bug stuff or maybe even before the, the... the uh, Killick Trilogy thing. Yeah. Maybe it's like a little fan service. Hey, remember Jag's sidekick, Derek? <laughs> yeah. right.
1: And and that's part of the weirdness is that his name is Derek. Yeah,
0: What is it? D-E-R-R-I-C-K? No. Oh, my God. D-E-R-E-K. <laughs> it's Derek. That is stunning. That is shocking. Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's, no, that's <laughs> fucking perfect. So everybody's arrived at this hangar on the Anakin Solo to fucking... Take it over. Yep. It's enough. We're here. Stealth X's. Millennium Falcon. And I think Tenel Ka is alive, right?
1: Tenel Ka is alive.
0: Because someone made an announcement that would make GAG hate protecting the moths. Yeah. Which would be the fact
1: that they're evil. Yeah. Tenel Ka is alive. Tenel Ka is alive.
0: So... Pretty sure, uh, still at this point, everyone is catching up to Jason's death. Yeah, and once again, a narrative tool or decision that I really like—the build-up to the many reactions that we're gonna get—is fucking powerful. As a dozen Jedi Masters and fifty fucking Knights land their stealth X's in the hangar that the Falcon has secured. P.S. Where was this show of force months <laughs> and books ago? I thought the same thing. He was like, here's all the Jedi. A dozen masters in fifty nights. Let's quickly think about the times that they've gone after Jason Solo. Two people at a time. Mm, uh, I'm, gonna go, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go in reverse order. Okay. Uh Jaina by herself. Back to Jaina in the projection booth. Yeah. By herself. Back to Luke trying to capture him with one other dude in a ship to to Luke and one other starship tried to capture Jason and gave him that vision tricked him out. Yeah. Two people back further. Jaina by herself when he was flying that ambulance Mm -hmm. back a little more to Luke by himself. I think when he saves Ben. when he saves Ben back to Luke by himself when he crushes him in the chair. Back to Mara by herself when she goes to try and kill him. Back to um, Kip. Yeah, that group of five of them. Th- four two knights. The and Mithric and like three Jedi knights. Yeah. A master and three knights. Four people. Well, haven't we finally fucking figured it out as we show up with 65 goddamn people <laughs> to overpower Jason and the Anakin Solo? You could have done this any time. Yeah. Let that silence hang.
1: Maybe sometime <laughs> before he burned Kashyyyk to the ground.
0: Or while he was doing it. Uh, at any Because time. what Luke Skywalker's been doing the whole time is, A, sitting on the fence so he doesn't step on government toes. Mm-hmm. And B, running and hiding the Jedi all over the galaxy. Those are essentially the only two things he kind of did across this. Yep. How about anytime, literally anytime after Kashyyyk? Because that's when he has to move the Jedi off Coruscant. And why not just put them all in ships right away? And move <laughs> and them. go to the Anakin. Yeah. And say, enough of this, enough of this, okay? We'll finish this war politically, but Jason Solo's being taken into custody of Jedis because this is enough of his crazy force bullshit. You wouldn't understand. You normies, don't worry about it. Yeah. carry on with your politics we'll take this piece out of the puzzle everything would have been fucking easy (laughs) so they finally bring enough people to win the fight and they clean house and seize a whole hangar in fucking moments on the Anakin Solo and then Han says Leia has the look TM in her eyes Han set the falcon down, then unbuckled and turned to Leia. Her eyes were already fixed out of the forward viewport, focused somewhere beyond. And she had, capital T, capital L, the look. Han's heart dropped. His entire being dropped. He had seen that look only twice before. Once when Anakin had died, and once when she had thought Luke was dead. And he had spent every minute of Jaina's hunt terrified that he was going to see it again. And he didn't know if they could stand it. If even he and Leia were strong enough to handle the loss of their last child. The look. Han Solo is too scared to ask. He's too scared to ask Leia what she feels and what happened. Han Solo. Too scared. Me too, man. Mm-hmm. And then here is... The moment. Capital T, capital M. Trademark. Hmm. Leia says, It's Jason. Her voice cracked and her hand slid down his arm to grab his. Jaina got him. Jaina got him. That's. Feels gross to talk about your son that way, but. For them, he's been dead for months. Yeah, Jason Solo has been dead for a while, and this, like, this callous, dispassionate language is either you know it's a combination of being from shock and also from being past the point of mourning. Mm-hmm. I don't mean afternoon. Yeah, but, you know, like they've already mourned the loss of their dead son because well he went and became a different person and <laughs> declared that to everybody and did a lot of horrible things that Jason solo would never do and yet there's a big difference between him being figuratively dead yeah and literally feeling his death in the force
1: which I I know this is they probably would, but Oof. since he hid himself in the force so often, right. would they feel him being gone, or would he just be well, more he, the
0: same? You know what? She probably felt the screaming—that last moment of him screaming and then dying, because he's not hiding himself in the force if he's trying to reach. Out yeah. car right? Halfway through his so scream, in his last moment, he becomes a fucking bright light again, one more time, and then it's gone.
1: Yeah, like gone, gone. The feeling of of Jason suddenly cut short yeah one last time oh jeez oof
0: p.s alana is dead cut to <laughs> Jaina, holding her dead brother jason and whispering her love to him through the twin bond that she can feel again what he still has a force presence or something what 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 what, what does this mean well f- force you can't does. have a bond if there if the other person is dead So has Jason now become a force ghost? Does he still exist as Jason solo in the force? Because what happens when you die is you return to the force. You become the force again. Mm -hmm. You don't stay Jason solo with a presence. Your twin can feel through your bond. I wouldn't assume, right? She can feel the twin bond again. What the fuck does that mean? And we don't get an answer because we're not supposed to. No. We're setting shit up moving forward. And ah, I've read the yeah, other books. books. I don't even know what to make of this, man. I'm rattled. P.S. Guess who comes to find Jaina Solo? With, on death's doorstep with her defeated brother lying in her lap, whispering to him. I wonder if she took the needle, out. He did already. He, they, she, they said at one point in the fight, he ripped all the fucking shit out of his face. <laughs> good. So that's good. In, through, in walks through the door. Jagged fucking fell. He finds and rescues her, and she loves him. She thinks it to herself, or maybe says it to him, I don't remember, but she loves him. Good. Enough lollygagging. Start deciding. Mm -hmm. And it's a good time to do it when you've just faced your own death. Maybe you haven't quite faced it yet, though, because she thinks she's going to die. She's so injured. She can feel things moving inside her body. that shouldn't be moving into that place, for God's sake. She thinks she's going to die, so she tells Jag, I need you to do some things for me. (laughs) The number one most important thing I need you to do is find Zach. <laughs> and Jag's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he um, looks like gets face so drops sad. or whatever. And Jane is like, no, 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 he's missing. God damn it. He went evac in the mists. And then Jag becomes more worried, cares more. Like he, he gets invested in finding him because she cares about him because he cares about her. Yeah. And that's the moment where she's like, I love him. Mm-hmm. Because... Jagged fell is another shining example of a man always trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Like he is such a good guy. He's a good guy. (laughs) A little bit ruthless sometimes, but yeah, he's amazing. He's the one who gets to rescue Jaina. Once again, must be setting us up moving forward. Like everything that we're going to see in this last chapter and epilogue, keep in mind as connective tissue for the next series maybe Derek's around
1: maybe Derek is around you know, there's
0: there's a reason why we cut right to Ben after Jason died there's a reason why Jag fell is the one who rescues Jaina because here comes a few steps behind or a few moments behind her parents arrive they find Jaina with Jason's lifeless body in front of her and they break down as much as you do when you've already mourned the death of your son some tears in the eyes and some so, some short jagged sobs here and there, but they start tending to Jaina's wounds and Jaina thinks, I know they're just trying to get into the routine of keep, keep themselves busy so they're not dealing with their emotions, but she's got a bigger thought on her mind. She has become the sword of the Jedi. Always you shall be in the front rank. A burning brand to your enemies, a brilliant fire to your friends. Yours is a restless life, and never shall you know peace, though you shall be blessed for the peace that you bring others. Take comfort in the fact that though you stand tall and alone, others will take shelter in the shadow that you cast. So Luke had spoken when he made Jaina a Jedi Knight, and so Jaina had become. Another destiny fulfilled. Mm Mm-hmm. And this one might be even darker than Jason's. I read this in a terrible way. Yeah. Never shall you know peace. Never sh- Your life shall be restless forever. And it's just so bleak. Because even after this moment of fantastic triumph over the Sith, and evil and darkness never shall you rest never shall you have peace
1: yeah and you get to have comfort in other people's peace that's you get to live through it by proxy almost right, right?
0: which is like um vicariously yeah yeah see we got words it's, it's starting to wake up now <laughs> we're fucking an hour 42 on the podcast start get words but um that's like uh that's like a classic heroic trait. Yeah. Right? Is the self-sacrificing thing. That's the whole thing of Jason mm-hmm. and the Sith. Is that you will always sacrifice yourself for the greater good. And that is the mantra or the or the path that you walk that leads you to goodness always. Right? It'll lead you through evil. Not... Avoid evil. Yes. But it will get you to goodness in the end. And that's where Jason failed. Was the one thing he wasn't willing to sacrifice was his daughter, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What if Jason started this five years earlier? Six years earlier, we'll say, right? What if six years earlier, Lumaya stumbles into him and she's like, gotta make a sacrifice. And he buys into it. Does he win the war? Without a daughter? Does he win the war without that... Inevitable fucking defeating flaw? You know? Regardless. Moving on. Leia and Sylgal take Jaina... To a transport, off to be healed. Because, as we've described, <laughs> thoroughly she's in she's in she's she, taken a lot. She's got very wounded. Yeah, she's in shock. Please take care of her. She's the only twin I've got left. <laughs> Please. Han sticks behind with Luke, Jag, and the Jedi because he wants revenge for Alana's murder. But Seeing how many people have died, defending this lost battle aboard the Anakin Solo, disgusts Han Solo. Especially when they make their way to the Moffs and they su- themselves surrender immediately.
1: Yeah, they're all just sitting at a table. Dozens
0: and dozens of people just died outside of the room the Moffs were hiding in because they refused to stand down because the Moffs gave them orders to fight to the death. Mm-hmm. Open the doors, they immediately give up. Because <laughs> they're fucking bad guys yep right (laughs) this is the empire it's still not full of good guys no they're less evil than they were because they're not run by a sith two sith but it's still got bad people in it Mm -hmm. it's the culture of the empire right disgusted by how many people are dead outside and then moments later they surrender and instead of quote lying dead in a row As Han Solo would wish. He wants revenge, bitches. Instead of lying dead in a row or execution or punishment, the moths are offered to join the Galactic Alliance to help end the war. We need your ships to bring the Confederation to the bargaining table. First time the Confederation gets mentioned
1: is is right
0: here. Yep. In a long time. Luke is sickened by the fact that he's even offering them this. But you could end the war, Commander Fell. Because Luke's plan is to put Jagged Fell in charge of the Moff's Council. Jagged Fell will be running the Empire now. Mm-hmm. Which is fine by them because he's got Imperial blood. Yeah. And And he's a guy. Not blue skin. Yep. That works. That works too. We can work with that. He looks like a fucking regular white guy human. (laughs) We can deal with that in the Empire. Han though, furious, not having it, gun to a moth's head, but realizing it won't help. As... Tenel Ka strolls in to this chamber with the moths that murdered her daughter? And even she says, duty to end this war is more important to a queen than my personal vengeance. Says the mom whose four-year-old just died? Yeah. Yeah, that's... I wish she lit that lightsaber up and reptile arm the fuck out of these goddamn guys. Oh, they're all shit, too. They're, they're all, all garbage. Scummy, slimy little cockweasels. Epilogue. <laughs> Where we get our final words from Jason Solo. Mm hmm. How did the Empire. Capture Gamor without firing a cannon bolt. They landed backward. And the Gamorreans thought they were retreating. Jason Solo. Age 15. Pig aliens are so dumb, right? Yeah. I'll rate this joke goodbye out of 10. And we cut to Jaina in the epilogue. Wondering... Questioning herself. Why hadn't she believed Jason was trying to help Tenelka and Alana? How did she not sense that that was the truth in him? And why... Even had she hesitated a few moments, would Alana be alive? She has just murdered her brother. The guilt of a four-year-old on her hands. And... So many wounds that she's been in a back to tank for days and now she's finally floating in an open container where she can talk.
1: Yeah, with back to mist. Yeah,
0: vapor. Vix, Vix vapor up. It's got a fucking humidifier
1: in there. Yeah. Covered with a like a tarp.
0: But that's heavy, man. And Han and Leia come to visit her in the recovery contraption. Turns out Jane has got some questions. hmm And so do I. How did that... What ha, What happened? What happened? Question number one. Zek? Yep. Nothing. But still looking. Carry that thread forward. Question number two. Myrta? Fine. Healing. Never going back to Mandalore. She tells Jaina about the nano killer that the Empire... Sent to Mandalore. Murtakev can't ever go home. Boba Fett can't ever go home. And Leia mentions. Tahiri reported it during her first questioning. Very interesting comment. Hold on to that thread. Question number three. Jag? Busy with the peace conference. But coming soon. P.S. The war is completely over now. Yep. So, how long has she been out of it? How long would it take to negotiate the peace without Jason Solo? I don't know. But they seem to be talking about it like it's happening quickly. Like it's Mm -hmm. all, things are falling back into place in rapid succession without the influence of a Sith pushing politics around yeah, as Lumaya has been doing since the beginning. She's probably the one who ordered extra missiles for the Karelians from a Carillion in their government. You know what I mean? She probably zapped herself over there from an asteroid and was like, Ooh, you want extra missiles to betray the government of the Galactic Alliance? And then so on and so forth. Proliferate this whole situation from there. So PS, the war is completely over now. PS times two. The Alliance has a new chief of state. Yeah, they do. Oh, (laughs) remember when she showed up and we were like, what are you doing? Pulling this character out of the woodwork at the end of the book series, the new chief of state for the new Alliance is Admiral Natasi Dalla. Bang. Boom. Yeah. I like it. Here's another new note for you and us two feminist looker outers. Half of the new moths will be female. Rock on sister fucking Shambhala.
1: Yep. That was one of her prerequisites. I'll yeah. do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here's the deal. I will take over the entire government of the galaxy on the condition that you hire more women. You dummies. Jaina thinks chief of state Dalla. Would be bad for the Jedi. Very interesting comment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hold on to that thread. As Dalla makes her induction speech. Dalla motioned for quiet, then continued. My friends, it is my promise to you here today that sometime in the not too distant future we will live in a galaxy. Where our space navies exist to better our societies, not defend them. Where we won't need Jedi to sort out our differences and mete out justice. Because we'll be living under a government that is just. The crowd rose to its feet, roaring and cheering. And Jaina realized with a cold shudder that Jason had not failed. Yep. He had sacrificed everything. His name? His family, his reputation, his life to unite the galaxy. And now here Jaina was watching the birth of a galaxy wide league of worlds dedicated to working together in peace. Had Jason won after all? You fucker, Troy. (laughs) That one, uh, my nipples are hard and I have goosebumps and tears. <laughs> that affected me so deeply because I know we started babbling that bullshit a long time ago. Yeah. About unintended consequences. Are they going to be positive or negative? Honestly, I had forgotten this ending. Oh, yeah. Like I said, when I kept reading after Jason died, I couldn't believe there was more story. <laughs> I, you know, blanked on the fucking rest of this ending, almost. And I forgot about the formation of the, you know, coalition government. There are no separate governments anymore, right? There will not be an Imperial remnant doing their own thing on one side of the galaxy and a galactic alliance doing their own thing on another. We're all going to work together to live through the future in Peace. Jason fucking did it. He did it. You did it, you crazy son of a bitch. You did it. Jaina tells her parents her regret over not listening to Jason when he told her he was trying to save Tenelkahn and Alana. She regrets not giving him extra moments to save the life of his four-year-old daughter, her niece, Mm -hmm. They're family. And she says he was Jason again for a second before I killed him. She's so guilty. Until Han and Leia reveal what's behind door number two. Say hello to Amelia, (laughs) a war orphan Han and Leia have adopted while she trains at the Jedi temple. She's four or five years old and she feels like Tenelka and Jason and the force. The fucking kid is alive! <laughs> Woo! Yes, I swear to God, if this book ended up with a dead four-year-old too, I would not like that very much. Alana is alive, in the care of Han and Leia Solo, training at the Jedi Academy, because. Tanelka feels like she's safer at the Jedi Academy than with her mother in the backstabbing, knife-infested Haven world. And, she, and she's not wrong. What a dramatic mood shift for the epilogue. From beginning to end of the epilogue. Yeah. What a what a Shyamalanian twist. What a twist. And we end the series on a positive note. Peace in the galaxy. A not
1: dead four-year-old.
0: Not dead four-year-old. And Jason fucking did it. Yeah. Join us next week. When we review the entirety of book nine. Legacy of the force invincible before the following week doing our full series review books one through nine of legacy of the force. This four chapter (laughs) finished book nine took two hours. So over the next two weeks, we're going to take the time to break this book down first. And then the whole bastard as a pile.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. He did it. He did it.
0: For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Blazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Blazer. Check us out.